You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mobbing While Muslim Podcast. This is Osma Jaffrey. And this is Zeba Hassan. And Osma, like, how are you doing? I feel like when we do the batch recordings and I don't see you day to day, like every week, I get really sad. So what's <laughs> been going on with your week? Uh, not much. I want to say that I was thinking, and I posed this question I didn't get an answer from you in one of the group texts that we were doing. So I was curious. I thought I would tease it out. If we met now our... Now I'm nervous because I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> we, about what you're going to be asking If we met our parents... <laughs> if we met our parents when they were our age, would we be their okay. friends? Are, Are you, you sure you want me to answer that live? Because I would say absolutely not. Really? They're still uncool. Yeah, I don't think it's not about being uncool or not cool. It's just that, you know, there would just be it would just be a very different scenario. I don't know. Like, I don't know what my Mm -hmm. parents were doing. Like, put it this way. When my mom was my age or close to my age, she had Mm -hmm. kids that were already married. Right. Let's just be real. And my mom became a grandmother at 44. That are at my age, dog. Oh, I feel so. Old now. That's okay. when my Zachy was my Z one was born, right? So I just feel like I would be in a very different um, life circumstance at the same age that I just wouldn't like. I wouldn't think she would want to be friends with me. Like, ah, uh, so I don't even think it would be yeah. me wanting to be friends with her. She'd be kind of like, dude, I've already been mm-hmm. there, done that. I don't want to be in the thick of it. So that's kind of how I would answer that question. How would you answer that question? I was thinking, you know, I was trying to, uh, what's the word, cultivate or tap into my empathy and, you know, be more forgiving towards my parents. Do we really mean it? Or is it just something that we recite, you know, at the end of our prayers because, you know, Allah told us to. So I don't know. I was like, they were people too. They were struggling like us too. No, I agree. You know? Yeah. And it was hard. I had to stop myself at a point, you know? But I don't know. I just think that it's useful to think about other people's struggles in that way and their point of view in that way. No, I I definitely agree with that. I Actually, when I became a mother... You know, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've been open. Actually, my mom has been open on this podcast that she wasn't necessarily as involved in our lives. You know, she's very very open about that. And, but I can understand when I became a mother the reasons why she played the role she did in our lives. So from that perspective, I feel like I have gone through that journey already. But I guess I had mm-hmm. read the question or just heard the question as in, would would we be friends today? Um, as in, we're both this exactly the same age. And honestly, I just feel like my mom and my dad were in a different life experience at this stage in my mm-hmm. life that I don't think that they would want to be friends with me. Do I now 
um, as a daughter with a, you know, a kid about to, to be launched in the world, you know, have a different level of understanding and empathy for my parents, 120%. Do I agree still with some of the choices that were, were made? No, I don't. And I'm very no. open about that to the audience and I'm very open about that with my parents um, themselves. She is very open. Um, do I always, <laughs> yeah. And, and am I very on, you know, am I still wanting the best for them? Whether I'm a direct, uh, I'm directly in their lives or not, of course. But I feel like for my own mental health and sometimes kids have to do this in order for them to heal we're going down this very sad path. We're and, going down your coaching um, path. I, have I love to, it. <laughs> we're going to, you know, and it's just one of those things where I feel like, you know, you kind of have to heal in order to 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 uh, to officially forgive and move on because nobody can be in in the right frame of mind if they they don't do that. Both mm-hmm. both people won't be able to to receive that forgiveness if that's the case. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, I finished that book, Fault Line, so I was thinking a lot about oh, good. You know, yeah. families that have splintered over just mm-hmm. something that ended up in an I'm done and other circumstances that made me pose the question. But on a less, uh, what is it, in our brain note, how was your week? Mm-hmm. You know, my week is, you know, I have to say I, I'm coming at it from – it was bittersweet. Uh, you know, my oldest who has been playing basketball literally since he could hold a ball in his hands, his um, career is slowly coming to an end. We are not one of those families that feel like he, well, he, I should say, I'm not speaking for him, obviously, but he is not at a stage right now to, to want to pursue that in college because of the course load and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it is a really bittersweet when you've spent all your weekends, like sitting on the floor, like on the floor, your, your younger siblings have gone back to ve- back and forth. I feel like sports played such an integral role in making him who he is today. So it's one of those things that when you kind of feel it like, Oh my, it's actually coming to an end. Mm-hmm. It really is sad, but I have to say, I'm very excited to see, what he's going to do with that extra 21 hours a week uh, <laughs> in his life, right? Because yeah, that's how exactly. much time and energy it took. That's a part-time job, yeah. That, he's that is a p- part-time job. So it would be interesting to see what he's going to do because he loves coaching. He loves doing all those types oh, of things. So perhaps he'll 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 replace uh, place it with that. So I'm enjoying the ride, even though I spend my days feeling super excited and crying, and I'm just <laughs> in that phase right now. Um, so you know, I try not to talk about it too much, just because I feel like it does it can quickly spiral out, mm-hmm. out of control um and then i i don't want him or even my other children to feel that sadness that i'm starting to feel because i want them to be excited about mm-hmm. the future and what it what it takes <laughs> and this is part of their growing up right. process right so mama crying looking at your baby pictures isn't really going to help anybody right now, even though he still has the same baby face. Like every time I see them, even with <laughs> the does. five o'clock shadow, you still see the baby in there. So it is such yeah. a, it's, it, it's a blessing. And the fact that I can be like a visiting member in the back, back of his life, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a blessing. Oh, I am so ready because, you know, this is like one of our favorite months because we really try to continue like detoxifying Muslim sex, which is a huge undertaking, especially because I myself need Muslim sex detoxified. So we just started, we had to start from the very beginning, you know, and that's the truth of it. We have to talk about 
marriage and finding your compatible partner. And a lot of my friends are starting their kids. I, I just got a picture from one of my friends on Facebook. She's like, look at who got engaged this weekend. And I'm like, oh my God, he was a baby. But like, how do you find that compatible partner? So, and, and honestly, even today is Valentine's Day. And I, I'm going to share this story really quickly before I introduce our amazing guest. But my daughter is in the car. And of course, it's one of those FOMO things that all kids start feeling when you're in a Muslim, like, I don't have a Valentine and I don't have this. And I and then finally, I just said to her, I'm like, honey, when the right person comes along, that will literally be your Valentine for life. Mm-hmm. Like how you amazing won't need a day is that going to feel? Yeah, You won't need a day, day because it really is truly every day. And so my daughter said to my husband, he goes, you didn't get me. He gets her flowers, but he doesn't get me oh, flowers. Right. And it's because he's like, I always want her to feel like, you know, she's mine until she's my love. And then one day I know she's going to be somebody else's and that's okay. You mm-hmm. know, so, so finding that compatible partner, the common ground, that matchmaking process as somebody who's about to, I want to choose my son's wife, okay? But we're also trying to figure out our sexual compatibility because the reality is, hopefully, we're, we don't know what the heck we're doing. So our <laughs> guest today is the member of the team behind Half Our Dean, which is actually a matchmaking site with a very specific algorithm geared towards finding the perfect Muslim partner for single Muslims. Where was she 25 years ago? I know, right? But when I was trying to find mine, and we're going to tease out a little bit more of her bio because she is an amazing individual. Her name is Mariam Adam, and she is here joining us today on Mommy Well Muslims. So, alaikum, Mariam, and welcome. Thank you for having me. So, I'm a mom of four. I've got. Uh, parenting two age groups, which is really interesting to me. Um, I've got a 13-year-old, a 12-year-old, and then a 4-year-old and a Um, Mm 2-year-old. So it's really interesting in that, you know, you thought you were kind of heading into that whole after-school programs and, you know, sports (laughs) and no more diapers, and then you're carrying a diaper bag again um, with you everywhere. So it's it's been really interesting kind of trying to do um, both of those at the same time. Um, so that's on the personal side of things. And then in terms of the professional side of things, um, I'm a, I work full time as a mental health counselor in the school system. Um, and I'm in the process of finishing up my graduate degree so that I can register as a psychologist um, here in where I am. Yeah. We need school counselors and psychologists so badly, so, so badly. So tell us how you got involved in Half Our Dean, Mariam. Um, so I've been working with Ali on Half Our Dean for, since I want to say 2008. Um, at the time, I had... For the, uh, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Can you tell people which Ali, <laughs> so, remembering Ali, that I, they're moms? Sorry, when I say Ali, I, 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 it's Baba Ali. I'm sure some of your kids have Baba seen Ali, his guys. little Baba Ali videos. You know, I remember my older two they used to watch that all the time when yes, they were little yes. um hooray for mama Ali. yeah yeah oh my gosh um, seriously i should probably introduce my little ones to that i can sing the whole theme song actually because i had to listen to it on repeat at home in the car oh my god i gosh. feel like we should hear that no oh we can definitely well will he give us permission to play the theme oh, no, i we wanted can have you to Joe sing put the it in. theme song 
Yeah, but what a habit, Joe. Oh it no, in. that could be so fun. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, I wish. But yeah, so um, back in 2008, I had just <clears throat> I had finished my English degree, and I thought I was going to do like copy editing and writing. That was going to be my thing. Um, and uh, I started doing some blog writing for Half Hour Day. Um, so they they at the time, you know, back in the early 2000s, that was the thing, right? Everyone had a blog, and every mm-hmm, blogging, and, yeah. So they so. It was like marriage tips and features on the site, that kind of stuff. And I just, it was very casual doing the, that. And then um, a few years later, the person who was doing their customer service emails, um, you know, no, was not, wasn't with them anymore. And he, and he asked me if I wanted to take that over. And I've just been doing that ever since. You know, we talked a little bit when we were introducing you about the, the specific algorithm that Half Our Dean actually uses. Can you explain to our audience, for those of us that are interested, not the us interested, but in how mm-hmm. you guys actually come up with the, um, the algorithms and matching up the potential partners? Yeah, so I that is really all Ali, to be honest. Um, he's really into um, researching and looking into those kind of things. I think he spent about a year, and I want to say around $15,000 is what he usually says, in developing the oh. algorithm for the website. Um, so it wasn't, it's not just something like, you know, like, oh, let's add these different questions and see what works. It was like a research-based process to get to where it is right now. Yeah, and it's um, it's pretty unique in that it doesn't just look at you and who you are, but it also looks at what you're attracted to and then what you can tolerate. Um, because it's you know like what areas of life are you able to tolerate in, and which areas of life are you just like yeah no that that's not happening. Um, so that's the base algorithm. Yeah, the non-negotiables is what you're you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's I think that's kind of how it was developed. Um, it's definitely been a work in progress. I know that there's been updates I mean, since 2008 when I've joined the team, um, and it's become a lot more comprehensive and a lot, you know, it's able to kind of look at a lot more, a few different dimensions instead of just, you know, your own personality. So as a treat for the audience... <laughs> Uh, I am so excited about this. (laughs) I know. I'm a little excited, too, to see what happens. But, you know, I kind of read the results. So I I, I know based on the screen what it said, but uh, Mariam's going to do a better job of explaining what it all means. So I, my husband and I both opened accounts on Half Our Dean, and we went through the exhaustive questions um, to see (laughs) if at the end of the day, Half Our Dean would match us up or not. So Mariam has those results, and she's going to discuss them. What did you find out about us? Before I kind of get into your results, I guess my question to you is, how did you feel going through those questions? And were those questions things you had originally thought about when you and your husband were looking to get married? Or was it like completely off? I love that question. Good one. Good one. Absolutely not. (laughs) There were questions on there that I never thought to ask in my entire courting process, my entire painful, awful, tragic courting process until I met my husband. I mean, there were financial considerations, there were social considerations, Mm -hmm. such as, you know, hanging out with friends like that was and I was like, people talk about that ahead of time, like, you know, and it, as I was, while I was surprised, it also completely made sense to me because I knew so many couples who had fallen, you know, who had fallen out because of those things. Now, what I don't recall is sexual compatibility. And I don't remember answering any questions about that. 
And I remember thinking, okay, for somebody who's divorced or widowed, this might be problematic because, you know, they know, Mm -hmm. you know, and honestly, let's be, let's be real. 20% of single Muslims are also no. Mm -hmm. All right. They're having premarital sex guys. So I think it's important um, to add that. But otherwise, I thought it was so comprehensive. And even my husband was like, man, this is long. So just to kind of give you a, a, you know, on the male perspective. So like I said, a lot of us on the team, we are female. And so a lot of feedback is given in terms of how we would want the, the features to work. But the male perspective, which there's two brothers, um, Adi and Safraz, and their, his point of view was, you know, for, to sell all these questions to a man is that you just have to do it once. Right. Like imagine if you had to go through and answer these questions with every single person that that. you are courting. So you sit down. Yeah, it's like an hour long or whatever. And you do all these things. But now you're set. Those answers are there. And no matter who's, you know, looking at your profile, they can see this compatibility results. They can see what you said. So it's almost like the logic side, you know, male brains. It's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. But in the long run, it'll save time. (laughs) Uh, and then on the female side, right? Like we want to know. But all can this I stuff. ask? Can I interject? Do people yeah. lie? But do people lie when they're filling out these questionnaires? Because that's what I would be nervous about. So to combat that, because yes, that that's always a, a, a fear. Yeah. Is there's usually there's constructed in a way that there's no right answer. But that being said, yeah, people do lie. Like I think a huge one for us was height, and we actually removed it from. Uh, oh time. my god! Yes, <laughs> men lie about their height. Every single time. Every single time. Why is that? So, well, it, I don't know. Like, you don't think I'm going to find out? Well, it became a thing <laughs> to the on. point where we just removed it. It's not a feature. It, like, that's not even a statistic oh, mentioned. Because oh, what's the that's point? interesting. If, if this is something that, mm-hmm. you know... Well, the point is this, if you're like Osma or like myself, we're not the average height for, you know, the Indo-Pak female community. I have to say, I'm not trying to marry somebody that's shorter than me. So you do have a section to put like five non-negotiables, right? Like things that matter to you that are non-negotiable. Okay. So that's where you would say, um, what is your height, for example? Uh, And if the person responds and is it up to the standards, you know, then that removes them. But it's just, it became such a thing where people were not being honest about it, like (laughs) you said, um, because it's, it's an insecurity. Or another one is date of birth. So now, like, when people no. were maybe noticing, like, let's just say they put their real age and it was whatever, and they weren't getting the responses they wanted, so then they would change it. So they would so change now and alter. Not, you can't change it. You Got can't change it. your date of birth. Once it goes in, it goes it's in. in. You have, to, you have contact to contact admin and, to change yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's... And I thought about it because I filled, <laughs> my husband and I filled the questionnaires <laughs> as our ages. Mm-hmm. So like the responses I was getting instead of your instead of our ages, ages 20 years ago, you know, because I was yeah. trying to do it based on, you know, what my criteria were back in um, what, 2006 and before right. when I was trying to find a man. Um, but you were talking about to that um, to that point, you were talking about the female perspective of how the questions are set up, Mariam. Well, yeah, so that we, as females, we want to know all this information, right? So the way that it's set mm-hmm. up, yes, the males just have really? to do it once. Well, you don't want to know? I don't know. I, I know I wanted to know a lot. No. Interesting. Yeah, no, some of those, I was like, I never thought about that. I never thought about that either. 
I wonder why people care. <laughs> so yeah, That's there fair. was a lot of questions in there where well, I was just some like, people do care. Yeah, no, of course they do. Obviously, that's why the questions are there. But, you know, we were not raised mm. to even consider that, you that's, know, yeah. like, it wasn't even a thing to to think about. So and, and that's yeah. where you're turning it on its head. And it's not just what's your race, what's your age, what's your degree? It's mm-hmm. who are you really inside so that I can yeah. know long term the biodata. Yeah, it's not like the biodata at all. It's and some would call it intrusive because it asks some very intimate questions. So yeah, they're not sexual, but a lot of it is very you have to really think about, oh yeah, like what do I really want? Is it more important for me to um, you know, talk it out or walk away, take some time, you know, and I was like, Oh, that would have really helped our marriage yeah. <laughs> early on yeah. if we knew that. <laughs> Halal CBD is a company offering 100% halal certified products that you can eat or just use topically like tinctures and lotions. They're certified by the internationally accredited American Halal Foundation and their products are American grown and made as well as cruelty, gluten, paraben, and 100% THC free. To meet your healthcare goals with your doctor, you don't have to compromise your spiritual goals after all. Check out halalcbd.io online for a limited supply of free samples today. In a world where productivity and success are the hot topics of discussion, but patriarchal systems are still commonplace, it's both refreshing and inspiring to see a woman of color take on the task of re-examining what it means to be productive and successful, while also starting a conversation around a topic that has traditionally been domineered by old white men. The Genius Illuminated podcast focuses on going deeper into what it means to be successful and proposes that we all need to access our genius. And it's done through carefully crafted interviews with women. Tune into season one of the Genius Illuminated podcast, which drops every Wednesday from February 2nd until March 2nd. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or at www.fireflystrategies.com and click on the Genius Illuminated podcast tab. It's important just to kind of give the audience a little bit of a feedback or like on the different like personality per se, quote unquote, types or the yes. colors. Um, just because as I speak about your profiles, it might not just throw them compl- like, what's a teal? What's a magenta? Um, what is all this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the way that the algorithm kind of works is it takes all these answers in terms of your own personality, um, your what you're attracted to, what you can tolerate, um, your interests that you mentioned or that you select from um and then the like the quizzes which is the one that you fill out afterwards where it's like you have one on like random things like desserts but then also things like religion and you know so it takes mm-hmm. all of this kind of information into consideration and then breaks it down into four different categories so the first one is the teal and that's more of you know an outgoing uh, forgives easy loves to entertain extrovert type personality You've got the coral, so that's more of like the born leaders. They're really efficient. They're like the go-getters, you know, um, and very direct in their form of communication. The magenta is like a very team-oriented, um, kind, ambivert, so, you know, not fully extrovert, not fully introvert. They avoid conflict. And then you've got the indigos, who are more introverted, um, really appreciate deep connection, Task-oriented, you know, prefer 
doing things to being around people um, and internally focused and can be con- considered perfectionist in some ways. Now, the algorithm doesn't look at it and say like a person is 100% one of these. It's like, which is your dominant, which is, you know, and how much of a percentage are you of each of these kind of different, you know, personalities or qualities or yes, personalities is the best way to put it. So you might be 80% one thing, 10% another thing, 5% this, or for some people, it's more like 60, 20, 30, you know, it, it, it varies. So that's kind of like the basis of how the compatibility works. So for... Ozma and her husband, one of them came out as primarily indigo and one of them came out primarily teal, <laughs> which actually is not the most ideal combination. However, when considering <laughs> everything say. all together, their score was at an 80% match. So what that means is maybe personality-wise, it was not exact, but then views or um, perspective or goals or like the you know were more in line so it kind of balanced it out a little bit more mm. yeah I was that's surprised. so funny I'm surprised I read that then I read it wrong okay. <laughs> because my husband showed me his results and I was like oh I think we're perfect for each other <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you are because you're together yeah. today still here. yeah and you're still here and you're still kicking. So this is this is definitely something where, you know, if you're just starting the process, mm-hmm. you're like to your point, Mar- Mariam, you're you're figuring out because there are some of the questions where it sounds like you didn't know and mm-hmm. you didn't know how to do it. And, and you, you kind of need that um, the teasing out method, mm-hmm. right, to, in order to figure that out about yourself. And everybody knows that I'm a big believer in these like personality tests and things like that. Not to say that they're the end all be all for everything, but what it does do is start that conversation, right? Um, start the conversation, and you're if you you're coming into a situation where you don't know this person at all, you have some level of accountability. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, not accountability. What's the word? Some level of. Um, but you said you comfort. like chocolate, man. You said you like <laughs> yeah, chocolate, but, and now you didn't. Like what the heck? So you know, and I love and I love um, the co- the color themes because you're you know first of all I just love teal. I wonder what I would be. I, I was I the teal, just right? The, yes. You were teal. I'm yeah, teal. I was gonna say you would probably be yeah. teal, um, but like you know. How, so what is the difference between the colors and like the the more popular p- personalities like the Enneagrams or the Myers Briggs? Like so, so, do you take some of that into consideration when you're working on the the, the colors? Or so no? that would totally be a question for the development team because I I, I had no part in actually developing it however um what i understood from them is that the biggest difference is it's less of a focus on just you like when you like i've taken the meyer briggs um and it's it it tells you a lot about you but it don't really tell you a lot about you know like what you're attracted to or what you're who you're compatible with or what what characteristics you value most in a spouse right so i think that is the biggest difference and then the other one is just about trying to and it's not that this is a short process by any means but it's uh, trying to Mm -hmm. consolidate it in um a shorter amount of time so to make it a little bit easier to to to, uh for everyone to sit down and do and not feel completely overwhelmed by um and then keeping it within that like marriage sphere so understanding that this is more around what is your compatibility marriage wise what is your compatibility like looking for a partner in life not necessarily just like you know 
who am I and trying to understand where I'm coming from a little bit better. I did pull up your results one last time, one more time, just to take a quick look. And there was definitely, it was like the opposites attract kind of thing, right? So that was, that was, yeah, I was going to say, (laughs) it was, you know, the the introverted, I don't know. And I guess that question, did you feel that those were accurate representations of you and your spouse? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It was exactly us. I was like, whoa, I've never heard, I'd never heard about the color personalities. Like, to be honest, like it was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I don't even think your website describes it, or maybe I just neglected Mm -hmm. to read it on the tabs. But when we were reading it together, I was like, man, they got a spot on. And then I asked my husband, I was like, did you answer these questions based on your um, 20 year old, you know, based on our courting 20 years ago or now? And he said now. So I don't know if that played a role in it because he's definitely changed his views on a lot of things mm-hmm. a- in the last 16 years. So and That's huge, right? I know that me and my my husband were not the same people we were when we got married, right? So there's there's a, it's interesting to kind of... Well, that, that was going to be my follow-up question yeah. for people that have been married for a very long time. So this is great for the initials mm-hmm. and all that. But... I met my husband when I was 18 years old. I am a lot older than that right now <laughs> and, and proud of it. And I have to say, you don't want to be the same. I, I would not want to be the same person as I was at 18. Yeah, I was dumb. So, so, so this is great. So I, I mean, so I would say that this is great. And this is coming from an old crotchety lady that have <laughs> now have been married for almost 24 years. Okay. So you have to, it's not just about finding the partner, right? But you do have to learn how to evolve with the partner mm-hmm. as both of you guys grow. So that is something that I do want to say, because I I do have a lot of friends that are now, you know, that we all got married at the same time, and now they're getting married again, or about to be divorced again, or whatever the case may be. And I feel like, you know, my husband drives me nuts, he knows this. But I don't know, we are very different people. But every year, for good or for bad, we recommit to each other. Mm And, and I feel like we have to do that because we're different people than we were the year before, hmm. right? So I feel like this is great for that initial connection and all of that, and that's great. But really, after the marriage is r- what you really have to work on. And, the hard and work so I starts, do, I, yeah. I, the, the hard work actually starts because we, we are always changing and growing, and sometimes for the better as we're looking at our spouse and we're like, okay, I didn't know that or understand that because you're coming from two different things. So, so and not that I was trying to interject with you, but what are some of the success Her stories for people, like, you know, that you can be like, oh my God, this is very exciting. And if they're looking right now, they can be like, okay, we'll work on the hard stuff later. I just need to get married right now. So what are some of those success stories that you could kind of point to now since it's, you've been around for a while that people can actually kind of look into or look for? So I don't know if I have like specific success stories that kind of come to mind, but what really does come to mind is how much um and if you go not just through the ones that are on the website, because that's just a small portion, not everyone wants to, you know, have their story posted Share. and shared. But in general, is the level of diversity in that, in the stories. Um, so you have, you know, mm. people who are looking for their first marriage and they're just, come, you know, in their 20s. And then you have people who've been maybe looking for a while and, you know, they've 
reached the ripe old age of the 35 in the Muslim world, right? Um, and, you know, and it's they've been gone through that kind of struggle period. And then you even have people who are on their second marriage or they've been widowed or, you know, they're older. Like, I think a, a few of our success stories have been, you know, couples who are in their late 50s and 60s. So, it, it, you know, what I really appreciate about it is like that diversity and that range in success story, that it's not just working for your typical 25-year-old just graduated from university looking for a spouse. But, you know, Muslims from different areas in life, different times, different um, life experiences, and even countries. So we've had quite a few who have been from different countries. Like, I think one of our very first success stories was a couple from New Zealand and Australia. And then you've had, you know, others from, you know, some have been from like Malaysia and England and it's so it's 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 helped people connect um in different life planes or and in different uh countries and continents and that kind of like that diversity that you see um that that's what I really appreciate about our success stories yeah um you know, with, when we were in this process and what we experienced of this process, witnessed growing up, there was a lot of, you know, popular culture, immigrant cultural issues um, that ended up in some pretty incompatible matches. So can you speak to some of those uh, cultural influences on essentially bad matches? <coughs> for me? Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at I think the biggest thing is what is your moral compass, right? And if you, what your moral compass in a marriage is culture, um, how is that going to serve you when things get tough, right? Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I come from an Arab background. My husband comes from um, a Southeast Asian background. Um, both of our cultures have a lot of things like, say, you know, husband is king. Right. And, and that, that's how, how, it is, how a, an argument should be resolved is, well, he said so. So it is. Now, that's yeah. culture. That's not religion, right? So it's a man-made construct. And when we look at the man-made constructs for our guidance, it will be flawed. And I think that's part of what the focus that HOD is trying to take is let's center compatibility and religion versus some of these different cultural norms that might lead us to an area where we're, we're looking at you know, not necessarily having that moral compass or something to help us guide us when we're um, when we're struggling in a marriage, because we're, there will always be a struggle in a marriage, and and it starts before marriage even, right? It starts with what are you looking for? Well, she must be really light skinned, and she must be younger than me, and she must be this, and she must be that. What should he be? Well, he should have you know a doctorate degree in an Audi, and you know never not live with his parents and this and that like there's already culture coming into place before you even come together as as spouses so centering that from the beginning can be problematic and it doesn't mean that culture can't play any role in it but it's a matter of where's your moral compass coming from is it coming from culture is it coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if it's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know that it's right and there's you know there's wisdom in it whereas if it's coming from culture that's man-made yeah absolutely and i remember there were specific questions that you know had you uh identify which was more important to your religion or culture so um 
it, it was really fun. And talking about our family histories, you know, like what kind of family did you come from? A more cultural family or a more religious family? And maybe it's... um uh, maybe that is dependent on how you define them. Mm -hmm. Because growing up, we considered ourselves a religious family, even though looking back now, I'm like, no, we weren't. <laughs> no, we weren't. You know, culture was king in our house, and then my dad. So um, I think that it is really important to tease that out. And I think the the algorithm at HOD, or at least the questions, do a really good job of teasing it out. So uh, I'm going to ask next, when is the sexual compatibility going to be addressed on Half Our Dean? That isn't really something, to be honest, that we've had a lot of conversations around. And I think a part of that is um, the different, like you kind of touched on that, where most, uh, like users who have are coming from, let's just say, divorced backgrounds or widowed backgrounds, or like you said, who have had other experiences in life um, might be comfortable with that, but not all users are yet. So it's a matter of like, how do you touch on that in a way that makes everyone feel comfortable and not feel um, alienated, right? So yeah. that's still something to, but I think where we are hoping to be more evolved is that in the compatibility itself, you learn certain things that would help you in that area during in your marriage. So are you more assertive than your partner? So then knowing that means that you know your partner, you need to give your partner space to voice their thoughts and their opinions. So just understanding yourself and understanding who the other person is gives you that area or that, that ability to, to communicate, which is, I think, personally, the core of, you know, the... The, the, the sexual side of things you need to be able to communicate yeah. and if you don't understand your communication style your partner's communication style how are you going to communicate about things that are considered more taboo or you know harder to talk about because it's not something that is constantly talked about absolutely i i agree but i'm really hopeful that we're going to see that soon because i do think that there's a lot of sexual incompatibility in relationships going forward. And it's it's probably because lack of communication was the situation. So the finding that really compatible partner mm -hmm. is a lot easier, I think, if you have the information ahead of time, you know, barring anybody lying, of course. So but it's really yeah. hard and, and again, to lie on thing. these questions. Well yeah, but it's like how do you I, I how do you force someone because we do force everyone to complete their profiles I, you went through that you can't access the site yeah. which is another you know yeah, you unique can. feature is that you cannot access the site unless you've completed everything so how mm -hmm. I, I think it's one of those topics where it's like it's hard to force someone to complete those questions if they don't want to so maybe making it more of an optional I don't know that's that's definitely something to bring back and talk to the team about but it's 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 a it's a point like you said that needs to be kind of uh, addressed in our communities and in our space. So if somebody signs up with Half Our Dean, um, first of all, what is the signing up? And then what should they expect once they do that? So the first thing you do is you just create an account. You go onto the website, um, you choose the plan. There's three different plans. The, um, we do find that most people want instant gratification. You want to sign up for one month, find your spouse and be done. Um, but that's usually yeah. not the case. Takes a little bit longer. It, it does. Yeah. And <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we, there's three 
payment plans, I guess. And and the longer you subscribe for, the less expensive. And the main goal behind that is to get people to do the one year because we find usually it takes about six months um, on average for mm-hmm. someone to find who they're looking for. It could be someone on the site that they just haven't connected with. It could be someone new that joins. Um, we're not one of those sites that has thousands and thousands of users. It's it usually hovers around the 3000 range, um, give or take a bit or sometimes more, sometimes a tiny bit less, but that's because in order to be on the site, you have to be current member paid. Um, no profiles are shown of people who are just like have left or anything like that. Like it's like the ones who are currently accessing the site, those are the only people who are on it. Um, there is no like, you know, how some what dating sites or things you can sign up for a free account to just to browse. And then, but like, if you want to contact someone, it costs you money. Um, mm-hmm. So so this is really keeping out the trolls it's, and the liars. And, and, and in all fairness, mm-hmm. like there's times where you do get a couple scammers here and there or spam messages and oh. you do have to, but you know, and that's where we're on top of it and their whole, you know, if um, someone sends, for example, too many messages, it's flagged and you review the profile and, kind of look at it because the general pattern is not that right the pattern is not to send out 150 messages in one day it's to send out maybe five don't do that dudes (laughs) well they do (laughs) but the goal is to send five thought out messages to these five people that are probably a good match for you and then see where it goes right um so if you sign up the only access you have is to the profiles of the opposite gender um of current members and to get to that, you have to finish your profile. So until your profile is fully completed, all your quizzes are taken, you've written your little blurb about yourself, you've written, uh, you've chosen your deal breaker questions and your preferences and all that, you don't have access to anything. Um, again, to motivate people or to kind of strong arm them, if you will say, if you would, into having complete profiles. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be, yeah, the sign up process. And then once they've completed the profiles, they get their color, they get the color personality, that profile. Does uh, the algorithm automatically send compatible colors to them, to their, to some space on the dashboard? I wasn't on long enough, yeah. um, guys, in all fairness, to experience that. She was that on for like a day. I She's was, like, please call Dude, me. I was getting messages from guys and I was like, oh, crap, take me off. Like, I can't lead these people on. <laughs> No, I got game at 44. I put my real age on there and everything. My husband got none. So I was really holding that over him. Like, oh my gosh, this cookie season, like somebody thought you were my dad at the cookie booth. And now this. (laughs) So going back to the question, Mariam, what happens with the color matching? Uh, Do you get sent compatible profiles? So you can filter based on compatibility. So um, you, what you can do is you can go to the search uh, area, you can filter based on compatibility, interest. Um, you know, again, it, in trying to be a little different, the goal is to, fil- to have our filter set up in a way that it's more around that compatibility side versus, you know, other, like you can do ethnicity and location and things like that if that is really, you know, a deal breaker for you. But we do... Um, have it set up by default to things like compatibility and interests and things like that. So then the most compatible would show up to you first. Mm -hmm. 
But otherwise, you're looking at the messages that so-and-so is interested in yeah. your profile and contacted you. Yeah. Okay. And, and another, I guess, feature I probably didn't get to this is the ability to add questions. So you add like five questions to your profile. Yes. And then in, in, instead of necess- sending a message to the person, you can just answer the, their questions. And they'll get a notification saying, you know, that so-and-so has answered your deal breaker questions. And that gives you... Um, a little more insight into your compatibility as well, right? Because like if they've answered their, mm-hmm. your deal breakers and you're like, whoa, we're really on the same page on these five things that are super important to me, then that's usually a good indication that, you know, there's more there and that starting that conversation could be fruitful. We'd like to announce that Mommy Well Muslim is giving away one free subscription for a year to half our dean to a single so if you are interested, it's first come, first serve, y'all. So salam at mommyingwalmuslim.com, or you can go to mommyingwalmuslim.com on the internet and uh, sign up for our, or if you scroll down, like where you sign up for our newsletter, there's a contact section, so you can fill that out too. So we're giving you two ways to contact us ASAP for that one-year subscription to Half Our Dean, any singles, and I know you're out there who listen to Mommy and One Muslim or moms with single children and you want, um, what's the value of a one-year subscription, by it's, the way? It's uh, $84 for the year if you take the yearly plan. $84 for the year. So um, you're going to save that and inshallah within six months, six months to a year, find a partner for your single child. So don't lose this opportunity. So thank you so much for sharing the backstage, giving us a backstage pass to Half Our Dean. We're super excited and we know that any of the moms listening are you know, anxious to sign up their kids. And I think there is a, a question in there, are you filling this uh, mm-hmm. uh, are you filling this in on behalf of somebody else? Yeah. Um, and it's going to be really hard, I think, for a parent to fill this out for their adult child because there are super deep, intuitive questions that you will not be able to answer for your children. And they, that person who is eligible right now, they should be filling out the profile. So, so yeah, that's what we really do suggest. We do suggest that if a parent wants to manage the profile, like 100%, that's, you know, something that's supported. And like you said, there's a way to ticket, like it will say, you know, managed by parent or guardian. Um, but we think that the kids should be involved in answering those questions. The ch- You know, like you said, they're adults yeah. now, right? Um, so ha- yeah. sitting down with them, going through those things together, or maybe even giving them a little bit of privacy to answer those questions on their own, because sometimes... 100%. Having mom or dad over their shoulder might, you know, make it a little harder to think through those. Especially when the sexual questions come to the the, <laughs> the questionnaire. <laughs> Don't do it with mom and dad. So um, to that end, thank you so much for joining us and helping us detoxify Muslim sex by looking for compatibility in all fields, in the important fields. And we pray that all of our single folks out there find their compatible match and somebody that's going to draw them closer to our dean and preserve it and preserve our future generations, inshallah. Thank you, Maria. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzma on Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.